Jabber. How's it going? This is the Danger Hour, and I'm your Fancy Pants host, Jamesy Poop. Hi, James. Howdy. Well, you're certainly in a good mood. Oh my god, not anymore. But Jamesy, are, are you playing games with me? No. High was sufficient. Any anything you add after that just brings me down. But but you. Ah. What I just say? I'm just trying to help. I didn't ask you to help. I don't need your help. Now I want you to go over to that wall and put your nose right in the corner. And you stand there and think about what you've done. But James... Uh, what did I just say? But James, I, I don't want to stand in the corner, James. I don't care what you want. You just do it. All right. Now that that's out of the way. Um, yes, I am in a good mood. How about that? I knew it, James. Shut the fuck up. Today is the first day of Major League Baseball Spring Training. Oh, that means that it's almost time for Dodger baseball. That's right. How exciting. And uh, you know what? They say, they say that this year they're going to go ahead and just open all the stadiums. Come right in. Come join the party. Oh, mama. I'm excited. You know, last year, I don't know if you remember this. I don't even know if you care. It doesn't matter to me. Once I press play, I just start fucking talking. <laughs> Whether you're listening or not. Uh, last year, I had tickets not only to fly across the country to see my cousin Dominic. Who? Retire from the military. From an illustrious military career in the Coast Guard. Saving lives and whatnot. But I also had beautiful, beautiful tickets to watch the Dodgers play the Braves in Georgia. And uh, COVID said, <laughs> a poo-poo on your plans. Good day, sir. And uh, ruined all of it. So, But the good news is, my, my trip this year, if it happens. You just jinxed the game. Oh, fuck. Ugh, shut the fuck up. Um, if it's not jinxed. Everything's already paid for. It's like a free trip. <laughs> I know that's dumb logic. It's already paid for, but it's the same shit like you find 20 bucks in your in your pants, you know? Oh, wow, look at this. <laughs> this was all gone in my head, and it's back. So like it's like free money. This is like a free trip coming up and a free baseball game. So hopefully that works out. Hopefully. Anyway, oh, exciting times. Exciting times. But I guess this also means that uh, I'm going to have to uh, make another call to Spectrum to get my baseball package, my Dodger channel back. Oh, I can't wait to get on the phone with those fucking people. Oh, uh, okay. You know what? Let's, uh, let's, let's talk about happy times. Let's talk about good things. Let's talk about love, peace, and understanding. Let's talk about Valentine's Day. Jesus, all right, if you're going to fucking yell from across the room, just come back over here. God, you do this every time. Thanks for having me back, James. Uh, what do you want to know? I, I just want to know what you did for Valentine's Day, James. Oh, okay. Well, if you want to sit here and ask questions about me, I guess I'll allow you to stay. <laughs> for Valentine's Day, I usually just have the one, my wife. But this year, oh boy. I multiply my Valentines by, uh, let's see, one, two, three, four. I got four extra Valentines this year. Oh, I, I had a total of five Valentines. But James, we're still in the middle uh, of a pandemic, James. Please tell me you weren't irresponsible and left your house. Please tell me, James, that you didn't surround yourself with potential disease-carrying heathens, James. Oh, Jesus. Do you want to go back in the corner? I liked when you were asking me questions and being nice, but now you're just being annoying. So get off your soapbox 
close your goddamn mouth and let me explain. I'm sorry, James. Okay, don't be sorry. Just be quiet. Now, first of all, I don't feel like I have to explain myself to you, but I will because I think my explanation is going to be a pretty good one. So what is the most important thing in life, would you say? I would probably say dancing, James. Dan- dancing is my life. Okay, great. No, you're wrong. The most important thing in life, if you think about it, everything is about this subject. All kinds of music, movies, poems, books, religions, blah, blah, blah. It's all about... Is it death, James? No. Love. Oh, love. The things we do for love. I would say the most important things you can do are the things you do for love. So yes, in the name of love, I left my house and surrounded myself with others. And I risked being infected and having disease wash over me for love. Because according to John Lennon, James? No. All you need is love. 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 Love. James. Love is all you need. Okay. So, yes, uh, I left the house with the wife and the kids, and I journeyed up to the mountains, and I met up with my betrothed, with my loves, up in the mountains. Two other families, my friends, our friends. Our loving friends, full of love. James, you keep mentioning love and doing things for love. Is this just some kind of excuse, James, to cover up for you disobeying Governor Newsom's orders, as well as Dr. Fauci's orders, James, to be socially distant, to wear masks, and stay home? Are you just making up excuses, James? Is that why? Not an excuse. Love. Love. That's why I did it, for love. That's right. I spent Valentine's Day weekend in the mountains with loved ones, my friends, whom I love. (laughs) Uh, Yeah. uh, You know, we are all clean, guaranteed. James, that's what all hookers say. Okay. Well, you know, that's neither here nor there. Uh, Yeah. So we all went up to the Arrowheads area and uh, we shared a nice cabin right on the lake beautiful and we had a great time i haven't seen anyone since uh, what october november november i haven't seen anyone since november i've been a good little sheep so uh i deserved it we all deserved it and we all had a fun time uh so go fuck yourself <laughs> so yeah valentine's day woke up Fell out of bed, dragged a comb across my head. And um, one of the parents did uh, this nice little, or I think a few of the parents, well, I guess all the females, <laughs> while I slept in and tried to sleep off my hangover. Um, they all set up all this Valentine's decorations and really pulled it together, really nice for the kids. They had a nice breakfast, Valentine's Day breakfast. Very lovely. And uh, afterwards, we went out. I did some fishing in this private lake, <laughs> and I got skunked. I caught absolutely nothing. So much for love, James. Oh boy, yeah. I'm not sure if I was uh, if I had the right rig set up. Is that the, is that the proper terminology? I'm looking at me trying to sound like a fisherman. I don't know if I had the right rig set up <laughs> because every uh, it seems like every lake you go to, there's different rules based on what kind of fish there is, based on uh, the you know the the type of vegetation in the water, just from talking to my father, who, uh, you know, growing up, he, w- he, he went fishing all over the place. So I've been all over the, all, I've been everywhere, man. How many times are you going to sing, James? God damn it. All right. I'm feeling a little festive, that's all. Oh, I, I like that, James. Okay, great. Yeah, we all know why. What, what, what are you implying? Nothing. So yeah, my dad has, uh, you know, he's a big time fisherman. And uh, I would go with him quite often. And, you know, I would watch him do this and that. I really didn't learn a whole lot because I suck. But, uh, you know, what I did learn is every little lake and river and stream you go to, there's little rules, all right, or little tips or tricks 
uh, how to catch the fish. So it depends on what species of fish you're going for, what bait you use. And uh, he'd be like, yeah, so uh, in this lake, the weeds grow real tall. So you got to use a, a weight and have a long leader. That's the line from the weight to the bait so that the weight's on the floor and the bait is hanging up above the, the, the seaweed on the ground, okay? That's one, that's one of the things. You know, other times, uh, like I went, when I went to, um, where the hell did I go? Uh, Lake Havasu, that old timer, he told me that uh, you just chop up anchovies and throw them in there with, with no weights. You know, you plop them in the water, and, uh, you know, the, I guess the fish just come right up and grab them. And then uh, also, when I've been off in a boat, I'll give you a third example. How about that? Oh, man, so much information for your money. Uh, when I've been uh, deep sea fishing off the coast of Catalina, you just get the sardines, you hook them in the nose, you fucking throw them out there, and you just let your line go, and they swim away. And that's how you hook the yellowtails out there. Mm-hmm. No weight at all. They call it fly weight. <laughs> So there you go. There's different rules to all this stuff. Are you sure you know what you're doing? You fucking idiot. So uh, this lake, maybe I was doing it wrong, but I think maybe they don't stock the lake. Maybe it's not even the season. I don't know. I don't know. But uh, it was cold. <laughs> but I brought the proper attire, so I was totally comfortable. It was very nice up there. And it was fucking great because it was pretty peaceful. And uh, there's not nearly as much uh, chaos going on like Big Bear. So I think I found the answer. But you know what? I'm not going to tell you where we went because then it's just going to it's gonna screw up the whole dynamic. All you guys are going to be like, oh, I'm going to go up there now. I'm going to go up there. Then it's going to get so popular and blown up because of this podcast <laughs> that it's not going to be worth it anymore. <clears throat> so, uh, yeah, I got skunked, but I did have a nice time sitting out there in nature. Enjoying the sights and the sounds. Speaking of which, across from us was a uh, a nice golf course. Oh, I think I just gave it away. But uh, these nice big ass, you know, snow covered open areas. Lovely, lovely sights. Kids were playing in the snow. By all accounts, everyone had a good time. And then uh, what else did we do? <laughs> you know what? I, I got confused. I crossed my days. That was the first day. Yeah, I think I did a little too much... Um, indulging over the weekend, and it's all kind of blurring together. Uh, no, Valentine's Day we went to we fished in Arrowhead, all all of us together, and uh, got skunked. <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't think that they stock the lakes around this time. I think it might be too cold, so they say, "Ah, oh, the fuck." We went. What's the point? Let's wait for spring. Uh, so yeah, and then we went back. The women picked up some uh, some food that night. My buddy, he fucking killed it on the grill. Made some. Cutie pie steaks, whatever the hell it was called. Sweetheart steaks. They're shaped like hearts. And I had some salmon. And it was, it was wonderful. Yeah. Pretty good. Shit. I uh, had some wine with the wife. Played some oldies, for example. Crystal blue persuasion. <laughs> James, enough with the singing. I can't help it. I'm filled with love. Oh, I'm like a like a what 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 the hell sings? What kind of a uh, what kind of sexy bird sings? Um turtle dove? Pigeon? <laughs> no, no, not that one. Is it a canary? I I don't know. Something that sings pretty, that's what I am. Although, I got to be honest with you. Don't tell no one. I didn't want to bring this up on the trip. You know, I tried to talk a big game. I told the guys they had a yeah, they had the oil the springs in our bed. <clears throat> it's not true. We never had any sexy time since whole that whole weekend up there. You know why? Because the walls were paper thin, and my wife is a moaner. Um, so you know, I'll be honest with you. So am I. Watch. I'll, I'll give you an example. Ah! Oh, ah! Oh, ah! Oh, oh. That's about how it goes. <laughs> and this is about how she sounds. <clears throat> so while I'm going, ah! Oh, ah! Oh, she's like. Hurry up. You almost done? Come on. Aye. Quick. Hurry. It's annoying. That's how she moans. So, you know, and she's pretty loud, so I don't want them to hear us. So, uh, you know, there's kids in the house. Got to be respectful. So, um, yeah, we, I had a great time. 
by all accounts, once again, we all had a fantastic time. But let me close out the Valentine's talk with, do you know the real story of Valentine? Saint Valentine? You know he was a real guy? Nope, he wasn't some fat baby flying around. That wasn't him. As cute as that might be, that was not the real story. Of course, all these stories are, uh, are rooted in some crazy fucking religious horse shit. So this is no different. Let me tell you. Uh, let's see. He was a Roman priest at a time when there was an emperor called Claudius. I think Claudius the Cruel. Much like Cruella de Vil. But in this story, there's no Dalmatians. He persecuted the church at this particular time. Uh, let's see. So his deal was, this guy, Claudius the Cruel, like, hey, guess what? All you guys like getting married? Well, that's off. No one can get married anymore. Because I found, in my opinion, when people are married, they're not good soldiers. Because they're uh, wanting to go back to their loving wives. You know, want to go back home and have the sexy times. So I don't want you having any weight. Nothing on the brain. No baggage. You're going to come out here and you're going to fucking fight for me to the max. Right? That was his thinking. So this guy, St. Valentine, was like, dude, fuck that. So he was uh, marrying couples in secret. Yep, having secret ceremonies in the woods somewhere. And uh, much like Braveheart. Remember that movie? Braveheart? Let me try to remind you real quick. Sons of Scotland, are you William Wallace? William Wallace is seven feet tall. I have heard. Kills men by the hundreds with fireballs from his eyes and bolts of lightning from his arse. (laughs) I am William Wallace. And what I see is a whole army of my countrymen here in defiance of tyranny. What will you do without freedom? Will you fight? No, we will run and we will live. Aye, fight and ye may die. Run and you'll live at least a while. But many years from now, when you're dying in your beds, would you be willing to trade all the days from this day to that to have one chance, just one chance, to come here and tell our enemies you may take our lives, but you'll never take our freedom! That movie. So St. Valentine would marry these guys. Well, men and women, not guys. <laughs> He's not crazy. <laughs> he would have secret ceremonies in the woods and marry them. All in the name of love. But, but he had ulterior motives. Yeah, sure, it was for love. But mostly it was because, you know, that's going to promote the Christianity, right? People need to keep getting married. To keep having the Christianity spread. Because if there's no Christians, there's no money in the baskets. (laughs) Yeah, so uh, eventually this dickhead got caught. Oh boy, they didn't like that very much. Going against the rules. So they wound up throwing his ass in jail. And then later on, he was, uh, you know, sentenced to be stoned. Beaten. I think beaten to death. And then beheaded. Uh, you know, if it was me, I'd probably say, hey, can you give me the last one first? <laughs> Just behead me, then stone and beat me. Can we do that? <laughs> All right, so here's the cute part to, to sum this whole thing up. Now, I don't know if this is true, but, you know, take it for what it's worth. Uh, so when he was in jail, one of the dudes that was set up to judge him was uh, this guy named Asterius. And he had a daughter who was blind, apparently. And he supposedly prayed and healed her. And this dude um, became a Christian as a result. We converted this guy before he got killed. (laughs) But this guy, I think, fell for this chick that he supposedly cured. This this young, I guess she was some kind of young hot chick, right? Probably super hot with like a real like small loincloth and chains on her ankles, right? But, But probably super hot. So Valentine, you know, he's like, hey, uh, I love you, girl, right, before he got killed. And he left a note before they took his ass out to slaughter him. And the note said, from your Valentine. Aw. That's how it started, boys and girls. Isn't that nice? That's lovely. And like all nice, lovely love stories, it starts with love and ends with death. (laughs) All right, speaking of women. Oh, my God, James, how do you do it? I'm the best. Segway King. All right. Uh, speaking of women. Oh, boy. You know, I got to tell you, women are real pieces of shit. Oh, my 
James, these days you can't badmouth women. Ho ho! Just watch me. Listen to how psycho these broads are. First one. Uh, I heard this on a radio station. I don't remember which one it was. Maybe it was a pot. I don't know. Uh, this chick. Oh, yeah, it was a radio station. It was like, call, call in with the worst thing you've ever done. And this chick calls in. Yeah, so um, my boyfriend was going to go to the military and... I poked a hole in his condom <laughs> and we had sex before he left and I got pregnant. Can you believe that shit? Can you believe how evil that is? Giving this dude an 18 years to life sentence. Oh, man. Can you imagine? Like, let's just say this kid is a real piece of shit and he gets in trouble his whole life and causes this guy nothing but misery and pain, right? Let's say he comes back from the war all wounded and he's got all kinds of more misery and pain. Now, this chick added to that without his say? James, why are you focusing on the negatives? Because. Why would I want to praise this chick for this horrible deed? <laughs> uh, I'm just looking at the terrible outcomes. What I mean, look at how bad it could be because she decided to do this, you know? That's all. What if the kid came out with problems and she had the kid anyway? Oh, this is going down a weird road. Uh, never mind. The point is... <laughs> Um, that's a fucked up thing. But check this one out. Another crazy chick. This is a Mexican chick. And I have a Mexican chick. And, uh, believe me, they're crazy. They're a little hot-blooded. You know the nickname for my wife? Hellcat. That's not a term of endearment. That's because I'm terrified of her. <laughs> no, it's because she's spicy. You know? My wife can go from like a zero to a 10 with one of my shitty comments. One smart ass comment. I can turn her all the way around. Maybe that's power on my end. Or maybe she's just a, a, you know, a loose cannon. I don't know. Maybe it's both. But uh, listen to this Mexican. <laughs> uh, don't worry. I'm half Z's. So I can say this stuff. <laughs> so uh, this chick stabbed her husband. Stabbed him. After she found a photo of him, you know, in the middle of sexy time with a real young, thin woman. Did you hear me right? She found a photo of her husband having sex with a young, thin woman. So she thought the necessary thing to do, the most logical thing to do is to stab him. But guess what? This story has a happy ending. Yeah, it turns out the woman in the photo was her from the past when she was younger, thinner, and hotter. <laughs> I, have a, I have a theory of how this whole thing played out. It's probably like this. Miguel! Oh, Maria, is my carnitas ready? No carnitas, you pinche puta madre! The only pig around here is Jew! Oh, what did I do this time, woman? Just get my tecate and watching the liquor game shit, I see. Look at what I found. I'm not in the mood to look at pictures right now. I told you I'm watching the game. Come on. You're not in the mood? Well, guess what? I'm going to come and cut your carnitas for you. Ah, shit. Oh, fuck. I got blood all over my Nike Cortez, you bitch. <clears throat> You're the only one for me, Jaina. You're my one and only. Shit. I would never cheat on you. Yeah, so women are nuts. That's the kind of shit they do. They're no good. I actually wish I was gay. I'd have way more fun with a guy. Maybe I should edit that last part out. There's no time, James. Carry on. Okay, fine. So while we're on this woman trashing train, choo-choo. This Okay, I got one more. This chick, now she really screwed up. She ruined a whole lot of stuff, okay? And I'm talking about that chick referee during the Super Bowl. Oh, my God, James. What are you possibly going to say about her? Oh, I'll tell you what. I know it was her fault with all those flags thrown in the first half of the game. What was that shit? Just like a woman, just looking at every little detail. Huh, I saw what you did. Flag. Huh, not getting away with this. Flag. Oh, oh, not so fast, mister. Flag. Yeah, ruined it for the Chiefs. And also ruined it for me. That's right, my Super Bowl pool, I had the Chiefs with seven. I had number seven. And I think I had number four. At one point, on some other thing I was on. But, uh, yeah, they couldn't score a touchdown. Because this lady kept throwing flags. That's the reason why. Oh, my God, James. Yeah, whatever. 
I know she has something to do with it. I just know it. And that's probably the last game she's ever going to officiate. I'll tell you what. If they're smart, they won't let her do that shit again. Eddie, that was a shitty Super Bowl. I mean, it was all one-sided. I don't like seeing games like that. I like to see an exciting game. I think most people do. Never seen a quarterback run around so much. Fucking seemed like every play, the Tampa Bay books were fucking charging after Mahomes. Oh, and did you see that fancy throw he made when he was like laying down sideways but in the, in the air? Throws it to the guy, and he fucking drops it, or he hits his face. Now, look, during the game, I was very vocal. The wife was there next to me, and uh, I'm like, oh, my God, how could he drop it over and over again? Because they kept dropping it, and she kept going, they're humans. They make mistakes. I'm like, no, 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 no. I, I can drop it because <laughs> I'm not a professional football player. These guys are professionals. If it's in their hands, they should be catching it. No excuses. Professionals. Oh, my God. Crazy. Crazy. But, yeah, that fuck Brady did it again. Still not done. Think of of what, another one? You know what? Now that he's won seven, just make it eight. Just get all your fingers full of rings. (laughs) Fuck it. Just give him one more and then let let him ride off into the sunset and fuck off. Although... I will say that he is very more likable now after seeing him all drunk on that boat and throwing the trophy around. He just seems way more like a, like a down-to-earth type real person now. He seems way less douchey. Am I wrong on that? I like seeing that. I was like, all right, I'll give him a pass. But still, uh, yeah, I, I don't want to see that. <laughs> and then a couple, a couple things about that game. Uh that streaker guy who ran out. First of all, I want to see the streaker. I know your stupid policy is, well, we're not going to show anyone running on the field so it doesn't uh, make more people want to do it. doesn't inspire others to do the same in the future so they don't give them any publicity. But, man, I want to see it. That seems like a fun like a fun sight. So you got to see it on the internet instead. And that fucking guy, do you know about what happened with him? Apparently, him and a group of people put up $50,000 and they, t- they made a bet, a prop bet, saying... I bet you during the Super Bowl, somebody will run out there and streak on the field. And uh, their odds were, I think, 750 to 1. So uh, he went out there and he did it himself to make sure that they won the bet. And I guess the winnings would be $374,000, right? But this stupid fuck starts bragging about it, starts talking about it, and guess what? He blew it. Not only did he get arrested and had to pay bail... But now I don't think he's going to get paid shit now because he cheated pretty much. <laughs> uh, I don't know. I don't know if it's really cheating, but uh, the betting company, the online place, did not like that. So I don't think they're going to pay him. So, uh, I mean, pretty good, uh, pretty good idea. Just terrible execution. Just don't talk about it, dude. Fuck, man. Everybody wants their 15 minutes, you know? Well, look what I did. <laughs> Uh, the other thing, uh, the commercials, whatever. But uh, one of them I thought, one th- one of them in particular I thought I wanted to talk about, the Budweiser commercial. Did you notice that Budweiser commercial? They were really trying to like focus on any reason in life. Hey, this and that, drink. Did you notice that? I was like, what a, what a fucking, what a brilliant st- uh, strategy for a commercial. Yeah, so uh, you lose your job, go have a drink with the fellas. You get a promotion, better go celebrate with the fellas. You know, like, uh, oh, uh, holidays, hang out with the family, have a drink. Just, uh, you know, want to enjoy someone's company? Why don't you just get together and go to a bar and have a drink? Like everything you could possibly think of. It was like, yeah, you should probably go have a drink for that reason. I was like, wow, that's pretty fucking genius. Subliminal. Well, I don't know if it's really subliminal. (laughs) It's pretty straightforward, but it's like, you know, it's planting that shit in your head. Wow. uh, I don't, I feel pretty sad today. I better drink, right? Just getting you in that whole mindset. So well done, Budweiser, with your with your drug dealer pushing. All right, and uh, last thing about the Super Bowl is uh, oh the weekend weekend the weekend. How come everyone's talking shit about his performance? Like, I thought it was totally fine. Who gives a shit? It wasn't horrible. Totally fine. The wife liked it. My kids liked it. I thought it was totally fine. Nothing spectacular or amazing. Wasn't shitty. It's good enough. Carry on. Not everything has to fucking blow your mind, does it? Jesus Christ. Everyone's everyone's just a little too uh, 
He's all too needy these days. Everybody needs a trophy, except for uh, except for Tom Brady, apparently. All right, so recently I was contacted by, by a radio station, and they said they wanted to advertise with me. Can you believe that? They wanted to do little segments here and there to really get their radio station known because they know I have a, a large audience. So uh, I agreed, and so I think for every show now, I'm going to cut to the radio station so they can give us the weather. All right, so this is our first time doing it, so hopefully... It works. Hopefully you like it, and we can uh, make this a new staple on the Danger Hour. So now we're going to take it to the station for uh, for the weather. K-G-A-Y, and now for the Southern California Weather Report, we're going live to meteorologist Dan Drizzles. It's going to be so hot. And that was your K-Gay Weather Report brought to you by Dodge Ram. If you can't dodge it, ram it. K-G-A-Y, And now it's time for another edition of Stallone Stands Alone. Sylvester Stallone is a fine American actor. Some would even argue the greatest actor to ever grace the screen. One might wonder, what if Sylvester Stallone was cast in a movie, as opposed to the actor that was actually in the movie? Would it have been better? Today, we find out the answer to that very question when we place Sylvester Stallone in Lethal Weapon, playing Mel Gibson's character of Martin Riggs. And here it goes. Hey, yo, hey, look, friend. Let's just cut the shit, you know? Now, we both know why I was transferred. Everybody thinks I'm suicidal, in which case I'm fucked and nobody wants to work with me. Or they think I'm faking to draw a psycho pension, in which case I'm fucked and nobody wants to work with me. Basically, I'm fucked, you know? Hey, guess what? Yeah, what? I, I don't want to work with you. Hey, don't. Ain't got no choice. Looks like we both been fucked. Hey, terrific. God hates me. That, that's what it is. Hey, like, hate him back. It works for me. You know? Well, I for one think it's abundantly clear that Stallone brought a much deeper depth and complexity to the character of Martin Riggs. But alas, it was not meant to be. Thank you for joining us on another edition of Stallone Stands Alone. <laughs> All right, so while I was up in the woods having a fantastic time, my parents watched our dog. That's right, Black Dahlia. The Black Dahlia. Um, so, and by the way, update, I think she might be pregnant. But James, why don't you just take her to the vet and make sure? Because I don't want to piss away a bunch of money. <gasps> but James, don't you care about your dog? Huh? Look, dude, why would I go just so the freaking person can tell me, nope, she's not pregnant. Give me 200 bucks. Or, yep, she's pregnant. Plenty of fucking rest and fluids. Is that what they're going to say? I don't know. But, uh, you know, her little boobies are, uh. Her little titties. Her little teats. Are they called teats? Are dogs' nipples called teats? Who knows? Uh, I guess I could find out, but uh, uh, no, nah, let's just go with teats. They're getting a little plump. So it's my medical opinion that this, this, this dog is, in fact, pregnant. <laughs> so there you go. I think that's what's happening. So my parents were uh, puppy-sitting over the weekend, uh, which I really appreciate. And they, they decided to take her to Bass Pro Shop. <laughs> I don't know why. My mom's like, a lot of people take their dogs there. So we decided to take her. I was like, all right. So she's, uh, my mom's taking her around. And she said this lady come up to her. And she's like, oh, my God. What a gorgeous dog. What kind of dog is that? And my mom's like, uh, <laughs> I don't know. You don't know? It's my son's dog. Oh, oh, she's gorgeous. So apparently she was all the rage. And then my dad had her at one point 
is walking around and uh he, some other lady comes up to him oh what a beautiful dog what's her name <laughs> and my dad goes ah her name's black dahlia and they said the lady's face went oh oh <laughs> she just like walked away <laughs> you could have just said dahlia i mean you don't have to give the whole murderous name <laughs> Anyway, that was one little story for you before I go to the bathroom. That's right. It's time to go to the bathroom, everybody. Because it's time for Talking Shit. Here it comes. All right. On this edition of Talking Shit, oh, boy, the fear struck me. <laughs> oh, yes, it did. Oh, man. Um, I've had a pretty good run since this happened to me. But uh, there it goes. It got me again. I'm at work. And, of course, uh, as you know... I have a uh, highly, highly classified job. I don't talk about it. You might say I work as a police officer roaming the streets, saving lives. So one day, uh oh, <clears throat> one day, I saw a child playing with a ruby the size of a tangerine. The bandit had been throwing them away. So why steal them? Well, because he thought it was a good spot, because some men aren't looking for it, is illogical. Like money, so it can't be bought, bullied, reasoned, or negotiated with. Some men just want to watch the world burn. So one day, man, segment within a segment, inception type shit. One day, I'm uh, patrolling the streets, and oh boy, does it does my rumbly tumbly start happening? I'm like, oh no, no. And so I'm like, great, where do I go in the days of fucking COVID, where everything's closed? So uh, I quickly see a Carl's Jr. coming up. And I pulled into the parking lot. I'm like, please, please, for the love of God, let the bathroom be open. And as I pull into the parking lot, I see these signs on the doors saying, you know, the dining room closed. And I'm like, oh, no, does that mean the bathroom's closed? And as I think that, I can see in the glass to the bathroom, and it's got cones in front of it. I'm like, no! So then I got to think quick. Like, where do I go? I'm like, okay, I've been to a Starbucks, and I've seen that the bathrooms are open. So I type in Starbucks on my GPS and I see a Starbucks 1.2 miles away. So I'm on my way. I'm like focused and I'm determined and I'm speeding illegally. Try to get there in time and I'm pinching it, you know. And so I pull into this. It's like a Starbucks in a whole shopping center. And it's got, uh, you know, like in the strip malls. And so I pull up, park. I quickly walk, but not too quick. I don't want anyone to know that I'm desperate here. So I'm walking casually. Still, I'm like, oh, my God, please, please, please. I get to the door. I open it. And as I open the fucking door, the bathroom is right to the right. And it's got a bunch of chairs stacked in front of it. I'm like, oh, no. And at this point, I'm like, great. What am I going to do? What am I? I don't have any time. And again, just like Carl Jr. looking through the glass. I'm looking through the glass of the door I'm holding open. And I see about 30 feet away a porta potty. I'm like, what? Oh, thank God. I quickly walked that way and I noticed that they're working on one of these strip mall suites. They're like fixing it up for a new business. And the workers are in there pounding and sawing away and making all kinds of noise. And they got their... You know the kind of music. And I walked to the porta pot. I'm like, please let no one be in there. And the little thing's green. I'm like, thank God. I open it. And I also, I'm like, please let it be clean. I, I walk inside and it's... Fresh blue water, thank God. And I look down at the toilet paper roll, and there isn't one. <laughs> the fucking little bar that holds the toilet paper is broken and laying like halfway down, and there's no paper. I'm like, fuck. And I look up to the ass gasket paper cardboard thingy, which is nowhere to be found. I'm like, fuck. There's nothing. And I look down to the left. And there's a roll of like a small roll of toilet paper sitting down below, like next to the urinal. And I'm like, oh, no, desperate times call for desperate measures, boys and girls. So I grab this toilet paper and I'm not kidding. It's like on its last little bit. It's like the last less than 10 percent of the roll. I'm like, oh, fuck, I'm going to make a mess. I need all the paper I can I can use. So. It's like, I can't put any paper down on the seat. There's no ass eskets. 
<clears throat> I got to raw dog this thing. <laughs> I'm pulling my pants down, right? I'm really struggling to make, to make it on time. And then I have this thought, wait a minute. Do I pull like the young Chinese girl thing where I just hover, squat and hover over the toilet? And I'm like, well, who are you kidding, dumbass? You don't have the proper leg and stomach core muscles to pull this off. <laughs> You're going to fail. Just sit your ass down. And so I drop my pants and I sit on the bare plastic. Oh, mama. And uh, I explode in all my glory. And I'm using this toilet paper very sparingly. And I got to tell you, it was just enough, like barely enough. I used this toilet paper to the max. I wiped, folded, wiped, folded, wiped as much as I could until like there was no more folds to have. And, uh, you know, I lived. I lived to fight another day. And then, when, I, of course, when I'm done, I'm pulling my pants up and shit. And I look out the little like holes they have in the top, like the vent. And this one of the workers comes out and he comes to his work truck. And I go, great. Now I'm going to have to like take the walk of shame. Oh, not to mention, there was a line of cars. There's like a drive through around there for like another business. And maybe it was even the Starbucks. And uh, there was a line of cars like right there where the porta potty is. I'm like, great. I, I think these cars have been sitting here for a while. Like, I hope they don't see me coming out and like, oh, that's the guy that's been taking a shift for the last 10 minutes. <laughs> so I'm like waiting. If we need like this guy to leave and for the car to roll. So it's a new car uh, pulling up and the guy never leaves. I'm like, fuck, I got to get out of here. So I just walk out. And of course he looks right at me and I give him the whole like, what's up? And just walk like I own the place, like fucking strutting like Saturday Night Fever. And uh, yeah, I don't have any, there's no hand sanitizer inside the porta potty. So I had to use uh, the hand sanitizer in my vehicle. Which isn't a good feeling, you know, not really washing your hands with soap and water. It's kind of gross. That's the part that's gross out of your whole story, James. <laughs> You're right. But what are you going to do? This has been Talking Shit. <laughs> and now it's time to travel. Travel through time. Now it's time for Time Time Traveler. All right, in my free time, I'm into engineering, science, and the mystic arts. And in my experimentations, I've stumbled upon technology that allows me to look into the past as well as the future. So now, let's begin by taking a look into the past. Let me get my machine set up here, and away we go. February 17th, the year 1904. That's right. Giacomo Puccini's opera, Madame Butterfly, premieres at the La Scala Theatre in Milan, Italy. That's right. It was a big deal. The play is uh, set in Nagasaki, Japan. Madame Butterfly told the story of an American sailor who marries and abandons a young Japanese geisha. Or Madame Butterfly. In addition to the rich, colorful orchestration and powerful arias that Puccini was known for, the opera reflected his common theme of living and dying for love. Oh, look what I talked about earlier. Love. Love is all you need. So, this thing opened up and uh, people fucking hated it. <laughs> it sucked. <laughs> so he's like, oh, I'm so embarrassed. I would take my play off at the stage. So he did. He removed the whole thing. He's like, fuck it. One and done. Then he's like, you know what? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to really work this thing. Spend the next four months putting this play you know tweaking here and there twisting this and that trying to make it better right four months later he put the opera out again and oh did people love it repeated encores and Puccini was called before the curtain ten times 
Madame Butterfly went on to huge international success, moving to New York's Metropolitan Opera in 1907. Look at that. Big deal. That's nice, huh? So now I'm gonna set uh, I'm gonna set uh, the time machine to the future, not too far this time, just a little little farther into the future and see how see how things are going. Let me get my machine going here. All right, instead of 116 years in the past, now we go 16 years into the future. That's right, 2037. Take a look here. Oh, Madam Butterfly is uh, making another debut on stage, but this time, hmm, I don't like this. Because everyone is so woke, and it just gets worse and worse from here on, people. You think right now is bad. What do you see in 16 years from now? turns out that Madam Butterfly, yeah, people don't like that. So they changed the entire thing not to offend anyone. Now the new title, I mean, it doesn't have the same pop to it. Now it's the individual vegan churned cream winged insect. Yeah, I guess uh, Madam was offensive, so they just made it individual. So no one's, no one's hurt. And then uh, butter, you can't talk about butter. That comes from animal products. So uh, that's off the table. So now it's just called Vegan Churned Cream. And, uh, you know, you can't say fly because that has an association with shit. And no one likes that. That's too offensive. So, yeah, now it's the individual vegan churned cream winged insect. It really does not have the same pop. I mean, it's a real mouthful. And, uh, yeah, I mean, it only lasted one day. One day. Because... People are now uh, offended by by hearing certain pitch of vocals and uh, some of the costume colors were a little too much for some people. So the whole thing was just scrapped. So it looks like in 2037 that was the last attempt to do any kind of uh, any kind of live production. So that's all over with. Wow. So the future really looks uh, pretty pretty bleak. <laughs> all right. Now it's time to start closing the show out with a little segment I like to call I Fancy That. It's beautiful. beautiful. It's wonderful. wonderful. It's I Fancy That. Fancy, fancy, fancy. fancy times, everybody. All right, I fancy that the segment in which I talk about something positive for a change. Aw, something that makes me happy. Something that I fancy. All right, so this week, I had my daughter make me the most wonderful, spectacular treat one could ever have. I'm speaking, of course. Were they sweaty balls, James? No. I said my daughter made them. Keep your mind out of the gutter, you little shit. I'm sorry, James. Yeah, whatever. Don't be sorry. Just be quiet. Remember that one? <laughs> no. I've made before candied pecans. Remember, Clint Eastwood says pecans, so I say pecans. Candied pecans. Oh, my Lord. Once my kid made that, uh, what the hell did he make? Pecan uh, pie, cheesecake, something or other. I was like, ooh, I remember I love pecans, especially when they're all candied. We've gotten them a couple times, once in uh, the Renaissance Fair, and once when we were on the road, where were we at? We were in uh, New Mexico. We were in Roswell. They had a little festival, and we got a sack of candied pecans. God damn it, do I love those things. So uh, after this uh, Thanksgiving passed, I was like, you know what? We should make some of those. They were pretty much, that's what they were on top of that pie. So let's just make them on their own. So I made some. I didn't have any parchment paper. So they got all stuck to the aluminum foil, uh, which was a big mess. But... um. I made them like too sticky, and then uh, recently I got some more, and I go, I told my daughter, I'm like, hey, because she was kind of like, you know, idle hands at the devil's playground. Is that how it goes? Because she was bored and like, you know, bitching and moaning, and I'm like, hey, you know what? Why don't you go make a batch of those candied pecans? Make yourself useful. So she did, and she did a great job, and dude, oh, man. Oh, man, they're so fucking good. So uh, I highly recommend all you got to do is you just buy a package of pecans and uh, I think some 
you know, some brown sugar, some vanilla. And, you know, just look it up, all right? It's, it's as complicated or as simple as you make it. The one that we, that we did was not that hard at all. It doesn't take very long, and it's fantastic. Oh, I think from now on, I'm just going to give those as gifts to people, like put them in a fucking jar and decorate the jar. Like, here you go. I spent a lot of time on this, a lot of effort, and people are going to love them. You know why? Because they're fucking great. And also, of course, I fancy them. Uh, you know what? I got, I got one more fancy. I was going to save this for a, uh, a segment, but I, I usually do the segment when I have multiple people on the show because it's a question I got to ask others. It's, it's a segment I used to do called Asshole Thought or Not. You know what? I'm just going to play the theme song because it's been years since I've played that theme song and I really miss hearing it. So here it goes. The Asshole Thought or Not. Asshole Thought or Not. All right, so this is a segment that I would do with other people, like I said, would I present them a scenario, an idea, a question, um, give them a story, and I and you got to determine whether, usually it was me, whether I'm the asshole or the other person is. You know, it's quite simple, straightforward. So here's this one. After we returned from our trip, we uh, unloaded the car. It was uh, a couple nights ago. Unloading the car, my wife's car, we get everything out of it, and everyone comes in, fucking ditches me with the rest of the shit. I go out, take the rest of the stuff out, and then I come back in the house, and uh, turns out, later on that night, somebody walked by our neighborhood and decided to check to see if our car doors were unlocked. (laughs) And uh, hers happened to be unlocked because it was never locked. And they took, uh, they didn't, I mean, she didn't really have anything of value in there, but they took her like work ID out of her center console console. And that's the only reason that she knew that someone went through the car and, uh, she got notified because, well, hold on, I'll, I'll get to that. So the asshole thought or not is, am I the asshole for not locking her car or is it her responsibility because it's her car and I was just unloading it, you know? They all left me behind. I thought that she would come out and lock it, which she didn't because she got distracted by other shit. So, I mean, is it my responsibility to lock her car? That's the question. Who is the asshole in this scenario? Because right away she's like, you should lock my car. I'm like, you should have locked your car. It's your car. Every time we take my truck somewhere and we're unloading it, I always make sure I go back out, take one last glance, lock it up, and then lock the house up. Right after I walk back in. So, I mean, what? It's my job to take care of your shit? (laughs) So, uh, please tell me, was it my job to lock up or should she have gone back out and made sure her car was locked? I don't know. This is a very deep philosophical question I'm asking you, that I'm posing to you. So, please, you know what? Why don't you email me and let me know who's the asshole? How do they email you, James? I was waiting for you to ask. The Danger Hour at Yahoo.com. That's right. The Danger Hour at Yahoo.com. You can send me all sorts of emails. Hate mail. Fan mail. I'll read them. I won't won't sell your shit. It's just me that reads them. It's a one-man show here. Send me some movie recommendations. I'll watch them. You got a song suggestion? I'll listen to them. You got some nude photos of your mother? I'll look at them. As long as they're tastefully done, I'll still look at them. The Danger Hour at Yahoo.com. All right. So let's tie this into the fancy. So this dickhead came. You know, we don't even live in a bad neighborhood, which is like shocking to me that this happened. I was fucking blown away. I couldn't believe it. And we have uh, like this driveway that has like a like a steep slope. So you really got to make an effort to come up <laughs> to open, try to open the car doors. They're not parked in the street. You know, they had to walk up the driveway, which is yeah, whatever. So, so she winds up getting a message from this, uh, this person that she works with. Like, hey, your, your ID was found and it was posted on like a public forum or something. I, I don't even know how it really worked. So she sent her like a picture like, look, is, this is, your, this is your, uh, your ID badge. And it's like sitting over here. Someone, 
said, oh, yeah, here, I found this badge. It looks like it belongs to this place nearby. They know it. You know, I'm going to leave it here. If you know anyone whose this is, here it is. And she told her about it. I'm like, no fucking way. So then this morning, I got up early to go to work. And I drove to that spot because there's a park nearby my house. And uh, it says, oh, across from the park. So this dickhead, whoever took it, walked down the street like, I don't need this. And tossed it. It's like, okay, gee, thanks, asshole. <laughs> you could have left that. Why would you need someone's lanyard anyway? Anyway. So I drove down there and I found it, it was right there where they left it. I'm like, fuck yeah, dude. She's got it back now. So my, what I fancy is the fact that someone took the time and actually gave a shit to uh, take a photo, post it on this forum. You know, like, here, here you are. Here it is. You know, if you, if you, if he finds the person that it belongs to, you can get it back. So that's just awesome. It's awesome that someone actually did that. It's great. I was very surprised, but uh, just, just glad that it worked out. So, you know, for that reason, for those kind of people, and uh, what was the first thing I talked about? Oh, yeah, candied pecans. Oh, mama. I fancy that. All right. And now it's time for the darker side of life. That's right. It's time for the fuck you moment in here. We go. Fuck you. All right. Fuck you moment is the opposite of fancy. It's where I get to finish strong. Finish negative. Bitch, piss and moan about something. Say fuck you to it. <laughs> so, oh mama, fuck you to my wife and kids. <laughs> this came up on our uh, our Valentine's Mountain Cabin getaway. All right, so we had like this recycle bag sitting beside the table. You know, we're all drinking and shit. And I looked down to throw my can in the bag, and it's full of water bottles. Just with the cap put on and thrown in there. I'm like, what is this? <laughs> and I had flashbacks from like the war. <gasps> oh, I look at it, you know, from back here at home. I'm always bitching and moaning at these fucking people. Dude, crush the water bottles. Especially we get like those big, uh, you know, like uh, bottled water, big jugs, like gallons or even like the three gallon with the little pull tab, like the little spout thingy. These fucking people... They throw them in the recycle can, which isn't very big, and it takes up like half the room. It's like, what are you doing? Look how much negative space is all air. Same thing with the blue trash can outside when we recycle. They throw it out there, and it's just like a bunch of big fucking jugs taking up all the whole space in the can. And I'm the fucking asshole who's always smashing them, putting the lids back on so the air doesn't expand again, and throwing them in there and saving all into space so i had a flashback like i said i'm like oh look at this and then my buddy shout out to eric he goes oh thank you thank you and uh, <laughs> i could tell this wasn't a fucking fight this wasn't a sword he wanted to fall on <laughs> how's that expression go <laughs> this wasn't a hill he wanted to die on he didn't want to get into it uh, but i think he did nonetheless because uh <laughs> his wife heard his uh his his philosophy on it which was the same that i have like what are you doing how hard is it to just crush the thing down and throw it in the can? How hard is it? Jesus Christ. And it's a never-ending thing. Never-ending. And then, to, and like you know, last night, I see the fucking same story after we had this conversation in the woods the other day. After it fucking just happened. I, I go, really? Who did this? And the wife goes, <laughs> I did. I'm like, really? After the thing we talked about, you can't just do it? I go, you'd rather hear me bitch at you all the time instead of you just taking care of it? And she goes like, yeah, because then you wind up doing it. <laughs> I was like, oh my God. Oh my God. So fuck you to all of them. And people like them. <laughs> oh, and here's another one. Oh boy. Recently on my work adventures, you know, roaming through the streets, saving lives and whatnot, I uh, happened to glance at this house and there's a big sign posted in front of the house that they posted themselves right by their house, up, you know, up there in the yard. And it said, a hero lives here. <laughs> what kind of pompous asshole has the audacity to put a sign up like that? Proclaiming themselves as a hero. Oh, my God. And what? 
What kind of hero are you there, fella? Huh? I'm, a, no, I'm an essential worker. I'm an, I work as a bag boy in a grocery store. Oh, yeah? Now, even if it is a nurse, even if it, let's say it's a nurse, right? Let's say it's a nurse that saved hundreds of lives over this last year with their valiant efforts. You still don't have the right to put up your own fucking sign that says, a hero lives here. <laughs> what a dickhead. But James... What if a family member put it up to honor their own family member? Well, I don't want to hear that because it should say, uh, you know, it should, be, it should specify. It should be specifics so that we know. So I don't come to this angry judgment. It should say, my wife, the hero lives here. Then I'd be like, oh, okay, this guy's trying to get some. I respect that. <laughs> Every time the wife comes home and sees that sign out there, she'd be like, ah, my husband loves me. And, uh, you know, goes in and drops trowel, and the rest is history. But no, didn't say that. It just said, a hero lives here. Very specific. And you know what? I don't like it. And also, to you, people like you, and to the people that don't smash the fucking water bottles in the recycling can, and all the people like you, I give a big fat blanket a fuck you. Fuck you. All right. It's going to do it. Man, another one. Look at this. I've been on a roll lately. I've been just belting them out. <laughs> You're welcome, assholes. Okay. Uh, you know, it's been a pleasure for you. It's been a pleasure for me as well. It's like a bunch of pleasure just being thrown around all over the place. Except from your wife and Arrowhead, James. <laughs> oh, man. I can't even get mad at that one. That was a good one. It wasn't her fault, though. It wasn't my fault. We're victims of circumstance. But uh, yeah, that's uh, that's gonna do it. And uh, in honor of um, all this love being thrown around, I'm gonna play a song for you that uh, I started playing the night of Valentine's for uh, the little group we had going. And um, I love this song, and I love all of you, especially you. James, are you looking at me? No, no, I'm looking at the listener. They know who they are. They know who they are. All right, once again, thank you for listening. And as always, I leave you with the same fantastic advice, which is simply, stay dangerous, my friends. <laughs> Later. The sun is rising Most definitely A new day is coming People are changing Ain't it beautiful Crystal blue
sweat. 